Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Do you ever find yourself reading something in the Bible and saying, yeah, 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 but not actually know what it means? I found myself doing that today. When I read verses 8 through 10, I did just that. Today, we're in Ephesians 3, and in verses 8 through 10, Paul says, Though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, verse 9, and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things, so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. And if you're anything like me, these three verses can be easy to read with a nodding head, but if we stop to think about it, what is the plan of the mystery? What is the manifold wisdom of God, and why do the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places need to know of it? Shouldn't they already know if they're in heaven with God? What's Paul saying here? Do you actually know what this means? I think sometimes we get so familiar with Bible words that we forget to think about what they actually mean, especially when they're all strung together. In today's Devo, Natalie speaks a lot to verses 7 and 8, and her Devo provides helpful context. So for our time in this episode, we're going to look at verses 9 through 10. Going into verse 9, we know that Paul humbly postures himself and reminds us of his mission to share the good news of Jesus with the Gentiles. At the end of verse 8, he says he's to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages. So first, what is this plan of the mystery Paul speaks of? One commentator said this, Three times in this paragraph, Paul uses the word mystery. Understanding this word is key if we want to understand Paul. What's he trying to say? Well, we have to recognize that the English and Greek words for mystery carry different connotations. In English, a mystery is something dark, obscure, secret, or puzzling. What is mysterious is inexplicable, or said differently, it's even incomprehensible. But the Greek word mysterion is different. Although it still refers to a secret, it's no longer closely guarded, but instead open. Originally, the Greek word referred to a truth into which someone had been initiated. So think along the lines of being inducted into a sorority or fraternity or leaning toward the extreme, maybe even a heathen cult. But in Christianity, There are no esoteric mysteries reserved for a spiritual elite or upper-class group of highly committed people. On the contrary, the Christian mysteries are truths which, although beyond human discovery, have been revealed or shown by God and so now belong openly to the whole church, the commentator said. The idea is that when we hear mystery hidden for ages, we think exclusive, secret society, that kind of thing. But what Paul's trying to communicate is that this mystery should be mysterious because, well, God is God and we are humans, but it's being revealed because God has chosen to share it with us, which makes a whole lot of sense because remember, Paul was called to go to the Gentiles. While God originally set apart Israel, he's now inviting the Gentiles to play a role in his plan. That's the mystery, how God might choose to use both groups of people. If I had to guess, Even though it's been God's plan all along, nobody saw this coming back in the Old Testament days. The thought of God's people not being circumcised would have been crazy, but times are different now. And God's plan to change the tide was his plan to understand, not ours. Nevertheless, God made a plan, and through Jesus, things have changed. Now don't get me wrong, 
God's heart has always been for the nations, even in the Old Testament. The salvation of Gentiles was always part of God's plan, but things like the church and baptism, how we now view the law, those were the kind of things that could have fallen into the mysteries now revealed bucket. So that's the mysteries. But what about the manifold wisdom of God and the heavenly authorities? Well, we know that because of the revelation of such mysteries, we'd expect life on earth for humans to look different. As the story continues to unfold, think about the audience of the story. One commentator helped me see that verse 10 is likely referring to cosmic intelligences, the principalities and powers in the heavenly places, meaning angels. We are to think of them, the angels or demons, as spectators of the drama of salvation. So the history of the Christian church becomes a graduate school for angels. But our knowledge of these spiritual beings is limited, and we must be incredibly careful not to go beyond what Scripture teaches and head into idle speculation. It is clear, however, that these beings are not omniscient. We might infer from verse 10 here that God had not revealed to them directly his master plan for the church, but instead intended to make it known to them through the church itself as it came into being. It is through the old creation, the universe, that God reveals his glory to humans, and it's through the new creation, the church, that he reveals his wisdom to angels. Sometimes God's plan can be incredibly difficult to understand, and sometimes we read words without actually taking the time to understand the meaning behind them. When I look at verses 8 through 10 carefully, I find that God's plan has always been to use a broken person like Paul to build up the church such that not only beings on earth would see the goodness of God, but that those in the heavenly realm would see his goodness clearly as well. And while we don't know everything about them, we know God's heart. He wants us to clearly see his character, to know him. I don't know how you've been thinking about Ephesians, but I'd like to know. As we wrap up, I'd encourage you to leverage the write a review option on your podcast platform to share with me what you've been learning. It might take a couple days for your answers to show up, but once the answers or their reviews start to register, we'll be able to learn from each other. If you're a believer in Christ, you've got the Spirit who helps us learn and understand not only the Word, but also each other. And if you're anything like me, I bet you're glad Christ has imparted such great riches upon us. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.